I'm tired of this, man. I'm sick of worrying about with cars. I'm sick of worrying about the government. I can't eat. I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. And you got the power to change that, Kev. Nobody else. You. Kevin, if I had the money, if, not only will I give back, I would change lives. Hey everybody, welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. Joy. And KT. And we're all here, the Talk It Out Pod Squad. Remember to hit us up on our social media accounts. We have a Facebook, facebook.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. We have an Instagram, instagram.com slash Talk It Out Podcast. Our Twitter is Talk It Out underscore pod. We, our website is tiopodcast.com. Com. We got some blogs up on there. We had a blog, two blogs this week. One by Joy asking if you could rewind back time. What would you do? Check that Johnny out. We get another one by KT discussing the drama with hashtags and on Twitter. So check both of those blogs out. We got some some good stuff coming. Look forward to that. We got some merch coming very soon. Also, something that I want to add that I did not realize: our one year anniversary is actually coming up this week. I don't know why I thought it was in August. But so we're not but we're not going to do our anniversary episode until August. Yes, we will have some uh, some merch coming up. We got a lot of good things coming up. Stay tuned for that. Tell your podcast com. Uh, so you can listen to us on SoundCloud for now. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, tune in, all that good stuff. Thank you, everybody, for always listening to our episodes. Thank you for checking out our last episode with the girls from Letting Myself on Fire. We talked a little bit about white feminism and um, the vagina hats. And, um, yes, kind of our qualms with mainstream feminism. That's a good episode. Check that joint out. So um, today we're going to actually be talking about something um, pretty much why are millennials broke? I mean, every time you turn on on social media, you get millennials over here complaining, saying they ain't got no money. Is is it true? Like, or or are people just putting on? Is it just a lack of financial responsibility? That's kind of going to be our discussion. We're going to talk about that. Then we're going to talk a little bit about what we can do to, if it's true, what we can do to help change that. What we can help do to make sure millennials, by the time we get hit retirement, we're not going to be penniless. So uh, we'll get the conversation going. KT, you want to you wanna start it out? I know you had like a little presentation that you wanted to give. <laughs> Girl, I didn't have no presentation. And I'm offended. Uh, yeah, but I can, I can give a little bit of statistics in regards to student loans and everything. Um, so basically, uh, since 1980s, prices have tripled at public and private four-year universities and doubled at community colleges. Uh, students and their families borrowed more than $106 billion in, direct, in federal direct loans to attend those institutions. Outstanding student loan debt in the United States currently amounts to over $1.2 trillion, recently exceeding total credit card debt. Paying for college has become one of the largest investments in a person's lifetime. To me, that is absolutely ridiculous. Right. And um, me and Gabby were talking before. I actually have, I only went to college for three years uh, and maybe not a full three years, but I have only have $21,000 in debt. 
And I know that sounds like a only, like that, that right. only is there. But but the, the fact of the matter is, is that I actually have less college debt than like tens and thousands of millennials actually yeah. have. And, and that's crazy to me. Oh, yeah. I, I myself, I don't mind saying that. I get like 40, 40 some thousand dollars worth of student loan debt. And I was looking at that giant and I got depressed. And I was like, what am I going to do with this life of mine? But uh, we're going to go into that later. But that is a, a huge epidemic for for a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, student loan debt. What, what do you think about student loan debt, Joy? I think that uh, in New York alone, millennials are earning 20% less than they did the generation before. And that's in a population that economy is supposed to be booming. So imagine what they're making in normal cities like Tennessee or Mississippi, Arkansas, those in those those cities that are not that don't have main attractions, that are not generally tourist cities. Imagine what they're making there. If they're yeah, it's, it most definitely, especially like you said, because you you think of those as being like developing, like booming cities. And, you know, uh, in the south, especially in Memphis, our economy is just very not advanced. So no. um, it, it's, it's most definitely worse here. And it's even worse uh, racially, of course. Um, and I have some statistics on that. Uh, really quickly so you know that they say you know black women are one of the most educated demographics in america we know that we get the most degrees per capita but also because of that we have the most student loan debt because as black people we do not have the funds or our parents don't have the funds to pay for us to go to college. They didn't have enough money to save up to send us to college. So we have to get more loans. And then that means when you get out into the work field, that debt counted against the, the quote-unquote income that you're making, and when they take all that into account, we, we really don't have much wealth at all. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis, it found that between 1992 and 2013, college-educated whites saw their wealth soar by 86%, while college-educated blacks saw theirs plummet by 55%. Losing wealth means losing a cushion against hard times and a springboard for better times. You may wonder, how could college-educated blacks over the past 25 years lose wealth? In a study of Missouri's four-year public university, preparation for college and academic environments prior to enrollment entirely explains black and white disparities. Second, home ownership, which is more common among college-educated families, also plays a significant role. Black mortgage borrowers, even before the financial crisis and well before any other racial or ethnic group, are far more likely than their white peers to experience foreclosures and delinquencies. By the mid-2013, more than one in four loans held by blacks had entered foreclosure, devastating black home ownership wealth. So pretty much what it's saying is 
for some maybe 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 you know people will make the argument and say well black people just don't pay their stuff on time and they just need to learn how to manage their money i mean but that's a big number one out of four loans held by black people ended up in foreclosure and that greatly damages the your, the wealth that you have and and it and it's uh detrimental and to your, your children and your credit and, yeah. and and without credit you can't hardly do nothing so there's that, there's the loans, there's home ownership. And then it says, thirdly, black and white graduates share and receive wealth among their families very differently. College educated whites are more likely than college educated blacks to receive any, let alone higher levels of financial assistance from parents. Yet, despite generally lower incomes and wealth, college educated blacks are more likely to give financial assistance to struggle, struggling parents or extended family in need so pretty much what it's saying is if you're college educated and black more than likely your family did not have enough money to bring uh put you in college so you had to take out loans and because you're a college educated you might have a better job than a lot of people in your family yeah so then you're gonna have to end up paying helping them while trying to help pay off the loan that you already got and so then i can i can definitely see how how that that contributes to a loss in wealth because if you just continue that cycle over and over again there's no way you can get ahead especially if people are already making leaps and bounds in other races and they're just continuing to to grow their wealth there's it's a lot of that's a lot to to have to overcome to to be able to just live stable millennials have it bad but black millennials have it even worse what what do you think we can what do you think we can do about that i mean they tell us you have to go to college that's that's not even a question now you you, you can't even bring up the thought well maybe i won't go to college uh-uh you're gonna have a, a three-hour lecture and they and they don't tell you you better take your butt to college so what exactly do you, what do you they're think? gonna point yeah. out you're gonna work at mcdonald's if you don't go to college or something right so what do you think is a is a is an uh, option uh joy I, I i think we can't we other than making opportunities for yourself and finding a way to make money for yourself there's not much you can do uh if you're unwilling to uh leave i mean even if you leave wherever city or state you're in you're still subjected to those to the ways of people i'm not sure what we can do because i I have noticed what um gabby mentioned about i was having a conversation with one of my uh friends and she was telling me oh my, yeah my mom and dad helped me through college they helped her they sent her money through college you know they sent her um care packages and I'm like well you know they must they must you know have it have it made and when she got when we actually went to her house I was like well um and she graduated and she has a job with her dad's company I'm like well darn how, how do you have a job already she's like oh it's my dad's um company I was like oh he owns it no he doesn't own the company He's just worked there and he put in a good word for his daughter and his daughter has a job now. And that's how it, it works. It, yeah. It's just, it's just like, well, darn, I know I'm more qualified than her. Right. No offense to my friend or anything, but I'm more qualified for the same job than she is, but I don't have those connections that yep. she does. Yep. And 
on top of that, it is true about, you know, sharing the whole family thing. She feels no obligation towards her family. Wow. None whatsoever. I mean, they helped her get through college. I mean, it's like it doesn't even click in her brain. Oh, you know, my mom needs help with the more. It's not even a not not even the mortgage or my mom asked me to pay. Her parents are still paying her her cell phone bill, her apartment bills. Like, gosh. Right. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's not. I like mean, she's basically not an adult. I, I'm so. It makes me. Yeah, I mean, now don't get me wrong because my mom pays for my cell phone bill, but that's just because it's cheaper. Like, yeah, yeah. it's cheaper part of the plan, and I have to pay her that money. You know, every you know, I have, it adds up, and I have to pay her back that, that money every six months or so. Mm-hmm. But I pay my own insurance. Anything I want. I pay for the food in the house. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. All the groceries we get, I basically buy them. Mm-hmm. And she, when I, and when I was telling her I'm going grocery shopping, she's like, Oh, your mom doesn't do that. I was like, yeah, but not really. I mean, I mostly shop because I mostly pay for the food in the house. She looked at me with such astonishment <laughs> that it was like, <laughs> like she could not comprehend She's like, well, why? I was like, I have to help out. I'm staying there for free. I mean, I just can't stay there for free and not help out in some right. type of way. She's like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> no, that's an example of somebody who knows that I can't mooch off my parents. Right. Because I don't have a, a good career job yet. Right. You can't, you can't mooch off of them because you literally can't mooch off of them. Like... Or like this in in my my position. Like at this point, being twenty four yep. years old, if I know bills and stuff. I I know the way that that the world works. I know that me helping my parents is for the best of all of us, rather than me just sitting there and and expecting them just to give me everything. And we're not we're not at a financial space where they can just throw money at me anymore. <laughs> I don't even think we were at that financial space when I was younger, but. Now you kind of, you know you you make money and so you you help out where you can. Where what do we do? Because I was I also saw this study that said seven out of ten black middle class millennials are um, by the time they become their parents' age will be at a lower tax bracket than their parents. So they will be below middle class, maybe working class, maybe lower lower middle class. You know what I'm saying? So what can we do to to combat that? I'm only thing I can think about is we know, especially in Memphis, the wages ain't getting any higher. There's not finna be this surplus of, of six-figure jobs for everybody, especially for black folks. So the most that we can do is, with the money that we have, try to make something out of that. So if, but we're going to need the government's help, I think. Because I don't think we can do it all by ourselves. We need like grants and we need initiatives and subsidies to encourage black people or lower class people to start businesses, to invest in different things in order to make their money grow. Because if we already don't have a lot of money, a lot of folks aren't going to risk the little bit of money that they have in hopes that it will grow into something else. So I think that's where politics comes into play. What do you, what do you think, KT? You've been quiet. 
Yeah, um, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, I'm I'm listening to you guys and Joy's story about her white friend, and um, for me, like, I never really had the whole relying on the parents thing. Uh, whenever I was 18, I moved out of my mom's house and I moved into took I went to college and uh, I was there for a while. And then I was like, nah, I hate this place. And so then I moved in with my dad. Mm -hmm. But, like, even when I moved in with my dad, I was still helping him pay bills. And I was paying him, like, I think it was, like, 200-something dollars a month that I was paying him uh, to to help pay lights and, and internet and things like that. And then on top of that, I would also do chores and things like that around the house, house to help. So I, I don't know if the whole... Um, like Joy's story, like my dad, he, he didn't have like a, a job that I could just like go to or anything like that. I didn't have anyone's help and I'm still not having anyone's help to pay for my bills and things like that. So yeah, I don't think it's all white people. I think it's no, just I was, like, and I wasn't saying like hashtag not all whites. I was just saying like, <laughs> like as a poor person, like I, I kind of feel that I feel the, the, we still got to help our parents and we still got to help our thing. Like, obviously I don't feel the black part cause I'm not black, obviously, but I do feel the whole poor part and we have no money and what are we going to do to get me through college? And like, I still have those student loans over my head. Um, but then also what Gabby was saying, like, how do we resolve this issue? How do we stop this from happening? And, and Gabby, I think you're right. The only thing that we can really do is stop and start investing in, in bigger, better things. I don't know if that's even possible when we're poor to begin with. So, right. I mean, how, how do we even get there? Like, how do we start the investment? Well, that's what, I, and yeah. I read something, I read something that was like, um, that had something to do with like, you know, we got to make sure that millennials are, while they're staying at their parents' house, because, you know, millennials, most of the time, they stay at their parents' house until they're, like, 35. Mm -hmm. So, like, while we're staying at our parents' house, we have to learn how to save the money that we're actually 35. instead of yep. actually applying it towards, uh, you know, like, random bullshit that we don't need. So. Right. I, I agree. And, and I, um... I don't think it's it I think it's also I think it's that too but I think in every generation you know young people have been spending their money on unnecessary things. I don't think there there's yeah. always been oh, a yeah, responsible generation. It's just that now with the economy being how it is, we have to crunch even more. And there's a black yeah. people you have to crunch even more than that crunch. So that's, that's why I said politics is going to have to take a part in it because it's just we can we can't do we can't do this by ourselves. There's there's literally no money. So if we can find a way to get these get government to uh, incentivize us to invest or to incentivize people to start businesses and uh, incentivize people to put their money in uh, you know IRAs and and all that stuff or at least education. I think education is is su is super vital because. You know, people think, well, I just get I just get like a thousand dollars. I don't know what I can be able to do with with a thousand dollars. But you never know what you'll be able to do with a thousand dollars if you don't you've never researched it. And it's better than just, you know, hiding up under a mattress. I know what to do with a thousand dollars. 
Oh, yeah. But also, I don't think it's the, I think that, like you're saying, Gabby, we need education on these type of things. Because in my high school, public school, we didn't have, like, a class that taught you about writing a check, what a 401k was. Right. Me uh, like, all of that I found out because yeah. I started working at the job that I work at now. Yeah. So, and, 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 and they don't even, even then, know you. No, they don't even tell you about it. Like, basically, you just have to figure out what a 401k is based on how you're explaining it to them. Right. And and especially, like, in regards to my, like my taxes and things. Like, I know there's, like, a great way that you can do your taxes where, like, you're awesome. And at the end of the year, you owe the government nothing and all this other stuff. And, like, I, I have no clue how to do my own taxes. And I feel like I'm just out here in the middle of nowhere, like, <laughs> screaming. <laughs> like, how do how do I become an adult? And like, I have no one to guide me or no, no one to tell me what to do, you know? I, but you're right. I think it's like in the education. school systems In the school systems. We did have that class, but let me tell you when we had it. The only reason I know how to write a check to this day is because of one, my mom showed me. Uh-huh. So shout out to the parents Two, We had a program and it was the only good thing I ever remember about being in elementary school. Elementary school. It was like, no, or yeah, it was like elementary school, like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. They came in, this group of people, and it was a program called Exchange City. They came in, they gave, they taught us how to write checks. They taught us how to work jobs. It was this whole program built around a false community. And at the end of the program, you could go into this false community and be a worker. Be a sh- uh, uh, I was a AutoZone shop owner. I didn't know anything about parts, but they let you. They have a whole computer system in there that tells you how much something is, what the tax on it is, and uh, people, how they, they get credit cards. Um, and it just tells you you have to pay it back. You know, in fifth grade, they don't add the interest and all of that. But they tell you you have to pay it back. So at the end, people would owe money. Um, some people would get money from their jobs. And uh-huh. I found out at the end that even though I uh-huh. owned the shop and I was paying, I had to pay people, pay different people. Um, it just opened my eyes so much to even though you're the owner you're still as bro- you're still, if not more so, broker or um, uh, less fortunate economically than the people who are working for you. Mm. It opened my eyes, and right. that's the only reason why I even know uh, something or anything about writing a check, owning anything. Besides that, that program was amazing. I have no idea why the government allowed it to shut down. Well, that's that's the thing, too, because it's like they always do that. The older folks always do that. Why are all these these uh, teenagers getting pregnant? Well, you cut uh, all of the sex education programs and you don't give people access to contraceptives. Why are all these uh, millennials over here broke? Well, because we all have to take out student loans because college is high as heck and nobody taught us how to be financially responsible or how to invest. So none of us have money by the time we retire. It's like it, they, they always want to say, 
Well, it's just y'all generation is terrible. Like inherently, when you came out the womb, you came out terrible. Instead of let's see what we did structurally <laughs> to bring people how we are today. Because like I said, if an entire generation of of people are experiencing a certain thing or they have a certain quote unquote characteristic, more than likely something in society happened to make them all that way. Nobody comes out like it's not like all the babies came out, you know, financially irresponsible. So that's the thing. Again, I just want to reiterate, like like uh, Joy said, that just reiterates the importance of government. I know people want to act like we're all, uh, we don't need the government. You can be independent all by yourself, this, that, and the other. But here's the thing. Everybody's hopping on Jay-Z. He's telling everybody to invest. That is amazing. That is great. But how are you going to invest when you don't have any money in your bank account? I think it's like kind of unrealistic. To think that everyone can just invest because, like, poor people, how are they going to invest if they don't even have the money to invest? Like, even, like, I just don't think, like, that's realistic to think that everyone, poor people, can invest. Well, there are are different ways to invest. You don't have to just invest with your money. If you know somebody, um, if you like, like my, um, like my, uh, cousins. They're growing up and I am investing in their education as much as I can because I don't have any money, Mm -hmm. but I'm investing in in their education as much as I can by going, if they need a help with a homework, if I have the availability to be there, okay, I'm there. Mm -hmm. If I have the availability to say, Hey, you know, it's start, they don't tell you this, but your senior year is important for applying for colleges. That's the only thing that matters. That everybody tells everybody, oh, you're senior year, that's really important. But no, where it starts is your freshman year. Because your freshman year builds a GPA for you. Nobody tells you that. Nobody tells you that if you mess over your your freshman year in in high school, building your GPA will be thousands upon thousands times more harder unless you're just a closet genius. Thus, there are ways you can invest in someone without investing your money. You so can invest your time. Right. So you're investing your time hoping that in return, you know, they'll, they can go to college for free with, with good grades and then get a good job and be beneficial to the family. I don't know about that. I don't know about the good job part, but I know they can go to college for free, basically. Yeah. If they, if, because it happened with me, I've been very fortunate. I've not, I've not been hiding that. I do have loans, but that was just because they caught me up on the, um, uh, 7% raise every year. Uh I had enough to go to college enough, like flat out enough. Uh It was just enough. Nothing left over. Then the seven percent raise happened because you know it happens every year. Yeah, and I I needed five hundred more dollars uh-huh. per semester. So instead of just getting that four thousand dollars, they told me that I couldn't do that and I had to get it every year. So wow. it came. It helped a little bit with the cushion, but that's why I owe money now. Instead of just owing four thousand dollars, now I owe like fourteen. And it's just a big old scam because I was thinking about I was like, here's the thing. We put all this, we get all these loans for college. And you would think 
if if people are pushing you to take out all this money to go to this school, you should be guaranteed a job. That's that's how they get us in, though. That's what they tell us in high school. That's how it's all a big money making business. They say go to college so that you can get a job and get paid more. So it's like, OK, now I've invested all this time and all this money. I said what they don't tell you is that it's a networking thing. You have to if you're a shy person. You, I hope you take up a shy field and not one that <laughs> is, um, that needs, that needs an energetic person because you're just not going to get it. First of all, it's a community. Wherever you go, every college is a community. Nobody really tells you that. If you've never been to college or nobody in your family has been to college before, you don't really know what to look for. I'm the first person who's been to college in my family. So when I get to college, I'm don't know that it's not just about good grades. It's about the people you choose to connect with, the groups that you're in, the networking that you do, the internships that you need. It's it's a whole college is a business. And if you and if you don't think about it like that, then you're not gonna get anywhere. Now for black people, it's a it's a totally different story because not only do you have to be the best, but you have to be the best of the best. And in yep. that field and, and your field, and not only do you have to be the best of the best, but you have to be able to communicate with the majority white people. Cause I'm just speaking from my experience, you guys podcast world. I'm speaking from my experience at my school. You have to be able to communicate with the majority of white people uh-huh. that are in uh-huh. your field, AKA teachers, AKA future uh, internship givers, um, students. In a specific class, we had 15 people. Of those 15 people, I had about three, four or five black people. Went three women, two men. Every single white person has a job or an internship because they took part in something that I didn't know that I needed to take part in. And not only did they take part in it, but they were wholly accepted in this community in this clickness that they had that just explains the, the bigger the scam that literally explains how it's just the biggest scam because like you said most of us as black people are first generation second generation college people college graduates most of our families have not gone to college and so they're like hey y'all we struggling right now but we know if we help you get through college and if you get through college you'll be able to to uh, excel and be able to help us all get to the top but then you say you go to college and not only do you have to to keep up the grades but then you got to kiss everybody's butt and then even if when you get through kissing everybody's butt there's still a chance that you don't get into that quote-unquote network and then you can you can graduate uh, with honors and still not be able to get a job because of all that mess and because of racial discrimination and stuff so it's like again you put in all this money because you wanted to help your family and to get higher than where they are. But the statistics shows more than likely we're going to be up under them. So it's just like that was the biggest waste of money. If I could long go back story, again. But if you're listening and you're in college. Long story short, you guys, what all you just said is that it's not about what you do it's about who you know but as a black person you still exactly. need that degree as a black person you they still not gonna hire yeah. you without that degree that's the you shame of yeah. 
as a white person, it you could you could go, get a just be a high school graduate and somebody know you and they can send you up there to the top. But as a black person, sure, you thinking. still gotta you still gotta spend that money anyway, and it's still who you know. Yep. So and I understand that, but you know sometimes you don't you don't need the complaints. Sometimes it doesn't help to complain about a situation. You just gotta overcome the situation. I like complaining sometimes because if I could go back, like even my brother, like I'm, but here's, here's the good thing about Tennessee. Now they're doing two years of free college. I wish they had that with us, with him. So I'm like, okay, you can just go do that that two years of community college. It's not really a big risk. Maybe you got to pay for books and stuff like that. But, um, if it was back the way it was where you had to pay the full four years, four years, I tell my brother not to go. I tell him to pick up a trade or something like that. Um, save your money, invest that, and uh, yeah. But but as far as you going to a four year university, that's not like an Ivy League or Harvard or something like that. It's really not that big of a benefit to me, unless you're going like to Harvard or like a big HBCU like Howard or Morehouse. Is the the cost benefit is kind of mm-mm. so yeah. Don't go to college. I think y'all. it's more beneficial to black men than it is to black women. To be to be completely honest, you think so? But that's a different topic for a different time, and I gotta go. Okay. Well, we'll see because a lot of people say that black women have an advantage. That's what I've heard from black men. They claim a black woman can get a job quicker than a black man. Yeah, we got oh, yes. actually a yes. lot. We got that's, a lot. That's true, but I'm talking about follow us on Twitter who say that type of thing. Uh, Kilo, I think it is who told us that, and then he sent us like all these statistics about it. But yes, we're gonna have to have a millennials are broke session part two. No, just uh, Joy has to go to a wedding or something like that. She said, um, which is for another episode why weddings cost so much. But uh, here's the deal we're broke. But we're not defeated. <laughs> so, if y'all want to support some millennials, go to Talk It Out. Wait, what's our PayPal? PayPal.me slash Talk It Out. Donate some yes, money please. to the millennials. Go. Also, we got some merch coming out. This merch that we got coming out. Y'all think it's, it's going to be some basic Talk It Out merch? Uh-uh. This is going to no be some first. stuff so cool. You're going to walk down the street. Folks going to ask you, where'd you get that from? You tell them TIOpodcast.com slash merch. It's not there yet. But Let me tell you, y'all something. Let me tell y'all something. Don't tell we them. also going to have a special, special thank for y'all. Free shipping. Mm. Free shipping. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got, we got lots shipping. of stuff coming up. We got shirts. We got hats. We got cups. We got mugs. We got cases. We got all types of stuff. So stay tuned for that. You know, we're trying to grind and not become poor by the time we're 40 years old. So here's the deal. Hit us up. On our on our uh, website where you can donate or read our blog, uh, topodcast.com. Listen to and us. That's T-I-O. podcast.com, yeah. my bad. Um, we have a social media, Facebook.com slash talk it out podcast. Our Instagram is Instagram.com slash talk it out podcast. Our Twitter is talk it out underscore pod. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Where if you could possibly find a podcast, we are there. Listen to us there or tiopodcast.com slash episodes. Thank you everybody for your support. As always, thank you guys for checking out our for our checking out our websites and our blogs. Um, thank you for uh, people that that continue to share our stuff. 
over the years our one year year anniversary so thank you guys uh we would have known we would have kept doing this a year later we hope to do it a lot more and make money off of it so thank you for listening to this episode (laughs) of talk it out podcast this is your girl gabby joy and this has been talk it out talk it out talk it out